The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another episode of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I have Chris Kaufman here with me. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, AutoNation. Since AutoNation is America's largest automotive retailer, Chances are they have the vehicle you're looking for. Shop for over 100,000 new cars, trucks, vans, and sport utilities. From the luxury of a Mercedes-Benz to that Chevy pickup truck you always wanted. They've got it. AutoNation helps finance over 430,000 people every single year. And you could be next. Get a great rate today. AutoNation strives to make the car buying process quick and easy, but most of all, stress-free. In addition to an extensive selection, all pre-owned vehicles go through a rigorous 125-point inspection and come with an everyday low, no-hoggle price. One price, no pressure. Guaranteed. Start your search right now at AutoNation.com. And if you're looking for a Chevy truck and you live in the South Florida area, take, your, take yourself to that, that store in Pines Boulevard on 8600 Pines Boulevard and go see the manager there, Aldo, or my friend Miguel or George or any one of the people that work there which happened to know me and tell them that three yards per carry sent you. All right, guys, we ran a poll this week on our three yards per carry Twitter account asking, would you support a splash signing of Le'Veon Bell for the Miami Dolphins? And the results came back rather interesting because it came back 32% yes, 34% no splashes and 34% no, but a splash elsewhere. But if we were to make a splash, who would that be, Simon? I mean, I brought this up on Monday with Le'Veon Bell as a kind of a, a little teaser, not really sure. I mean, look, where a splash signing's got us in the past, uh, and Damakon Sue was a splash signing. Remember the year that we were going to win the Super Bowl and Don Shuler and his last hurrah signed Keith Jackson and Gino, Ak- uh, Gino, um, Gene Atkins. I mean, I, I, I think this is a great year to load up on our weaknesses, which is that, that differentive front. Um, you know, we talked about it on WhatsApp today. You know, you end up getting yourself a Frank Clark or a Trey Flowers, the kid from Baltimore. You draft a Christian Wilkins. Uh, you draft, you know, the kid from Old Dominion, who I really like. We all like players along that defensive front. I think we can turn this thing around fairly quickly in terms of some, you know, the majority of our weaknesses. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I discussed it fairly strongly on, on Monday in terms of what a splash signing would do for the area, for the team's relevancy in the national media. 
don't know. I mean, if the right players there at the right price, that can really help us. I mean, look, and, and Damakansu is a massive splash signing. And, you know, whilst he played very well, actually, overall as a team, it didn't really help us go anywhere. So, I don't know. There's, there's, there's pluses and minuses, which is sitting on the fence. But, uh, you know, I don't, it would have to be the right guy. I wouldn't do a splash signing, uh, certainly not at running back. Um, I don't really necessarily have a problem with them because I think in general in free agency, if you look at the money that's spent, maybe if you spend $100 million in free agency, you're going to get something like $40 million worth of value out of it. And I mean, that's, that's the historical, it seems like about the historical averages that you're looking at. So when you're looking at a splash signing like in Dominican Sioux, say that was $17 million a year or whatever it ended up being. I forget what the actual price was. Did we only get like uh, $8 million worth of value out of it? Uh, no, no, I, I think we got better than that. So in that way, the splash signing, the guy that, you know, you're really okay with giving all that money to because he's probably going to be mostly worth it um, is, is a little safer than people tend to think. Uh, at the same time, you know, you're tying it all up in the one player and that, you know, that just may not, and Dominican Sue is a perfect point the other way. It's one player. And even, you know, even him, he couldn't make a run defense happen all by himself, you know, like, like people kind of said that he would, which was never the case in Detroit. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say never, but only in like basically the last year in Detroit did, he, did they ever actually have a, a good run defense. So there was never really a reason to believe that, yeah, and Dominican Sue, you get that one guy and then run defense, poof, it happens. So, you know, it, it is just the one guy. Um, I can see it from a value standpoint, like I said, because what you, you're going to give the money to like Andre Branch and Mario Williams instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and then you get like, uh, and then you get God knows what percentage of value going after all these sort of these mid tier, mid to upper tier guys. At who, some of whom end up being complete busts, and then you've wasted a whole lot of money versus getting a guy that everybody knows is really good and you feel pretty good about that he's got a you know character and, and stuff like that like Indomic and Sue and you're going to get more than that you know that 40 percent of value out of it so I can see it that way but you know like I said it's, it's just the one guy so it's, it's not going to change the fortunes of your team. All right, Simon, let me give you three guys, and you tell me your opinion, and would you go after any of these three with, you know, with all guns blazing? Because we're going to have the cap space to probably get at least one of these three. How about Earl Thomas, Jadavian Clowney, and Landon Collins? Any interest on in any of those three guys? Yeah, but, I mean, Clowney's going to be kind of 90 million. I mean, that's going to be a massive contract. So, I mean, and I'd be amazed given the... I mean, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but given the injuries to Whitney Merciless and the J.J. Watt age and slash injury, although he doesn't look like a slowing down this season, but there's no way I don't think they let Clowney walk. Um, Thomas, I mean, all-time favourite player, and we can have the, you know, is he a six-foot corner, is he a five-foot-nine corner conversation <laughs> um, from two years ago. But, I mean, I think he's had two pretty serious leg injuries two broken legs in the last three seasons. Uh, the reason that Seattle didn't pay him was because that they didn't think that his time on the field was commensurate with the amount of money that he wanted. And I think ultimately, although I thought it was the wrong decision at the time, I think it's been proven right 
because of the broken leg that he suffered earlier this season. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a great player, but how much is he going to play? And, mm. you know, we need players, you know, look at the injury crisis this season. We need players going to play 16 games. Uh, Landon Collins would be the one guy, young, all pro safety. Um, the concern would be, again, injuries. He's, he's now gone on IR. I think he's separated his shoulder. I won't play for the rest of the season. Um, uh, and a bit of a down year compared to last year. Um, but for me, if there was one of those three, it would be him because of age and finance, really. Chris? Yeah, I, I agree with Simon completely on Landon Collins being the one of the three. But the thing I would also bring up about Jadavian Clowney is that you, you have to be sure about one. We're talking we're talking about a scheme transition, right? Because he hasn't been playing. I, I don't. We don't know at this point what scheme Miami will be playing next year, so it's hard to comment on it. But we know that right now, anyway, it's not the same scheme that he's played in uh, in Houston and not the same technique. I mean, he has played as an outside linebacker with his hand up a lot, and uh, and, and we'll, we would just have to see what Miami is going to do next year and whether that's a fit. But the other thing about him that I'd bring up is look at the way his NFL career started out and some of the very serious injuries that, that you know, kind of hampered the very beginning of his career and, and caused sort of a false start on his NFL career. And um, and some of those were a little bit scary sounding. And I so so that makes me wonder if you if you were to get the medical file faxed over on Jadavian Clowney, do you have one of those situations where yeah, he's playing all right right now, but he's not gonna play into his thirties. You know, he's like he's he's one of those guys i'd be a little worried about that you'd, you'd have to do your homework there and, and make sure that you feel really good about that and i don't think he's a jj watt type player anyway so you know no on him earl thomas for all the reasons that simon uh described i mean how much is he going to play for you but landon collins is a guy that i you know i'd i'd go ahead you, you don't ever want to pay way more than anybody else would or anything like that but you know, I'd, I'd push the chips in for him. He's a good player, and he could help the secondary. And I particularly like it as it would allow Miami to continue on with Minka Fitzpatrick at corner, which I think uh, is a good way to maximize his value uh, per- personally. That's just my personal. Yeah, the, the guy that I would watch is Earl Thomas because of those two injuries. I think he might be cheap enough where you might be mm-hmm. able to get, get him on a one-year deal where he may want to take a one-year deal to prove he's still the best single high safety in the game and try to break the bank the following year. And you may be able to get him for, for cheap for one year. You get him to play here with, with a pretty decent secondary. He may look at it as a really, really good fit. I think that's where I would go as far as a splash signing. I brought up two guys in WhatsApp earlier, and and Simon, you brought up one of them uh, just now uh, or a little bit ago. Uh, Frank Clark, the defensive end out of Seattle, and um, another guy that's scheduled for free agency. We'll see if he gets there. But he's scheduled for free agency. That's Anthony Barr uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, would you, you know, would you break the bank for either of those players? We, we talked about Landon Collins, and there's plenty of reasons to want to, to wanna go after him and push all in. Would you go after either one, especially if Miami continues to play a similar style defense next year as they're doing right now? Because they're both fits. I mean, they play in Anthony Barr plays in Minnesota, which runs a similar scheme to us, and Frank Clark plays in Seattle, which runs a similar scheme to us. I certainly, I think for Frank Clark, I would. I mean, that's a ten-plus sack guy, you know, a season. He's played really well consistently. The off-field issues would concern you, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, especially sort of pre-coming to into the NFL. But 
Bar, I'm not so sure about because I, you know, I think Vikings fans are sort of split on his usefulness a little bit more in the past couple of seasons. You know, he is. Uh, I kind of wonder if they're making the best use of him, given his mm. physical ability. I, you know, because he came in the league and he was, you know, he was going forwards a lot. Obviously, he wanted to use his athletic ability going sideline to sideline and dropping in coverage. But I, I wonder whether or not he's he's better as a you know, uh, as a guy you really want going forwards, attacking the quarterback at this stage in his career. And you wonder whether or not he might take snaps off Jerome Baker. Um, but Clark, for me, I think would be the one guy that I would really, um, I'd really want to, I'd really want to see. Now, if they were to sign Frank Clark and Anthony Barr, that would be one hell of a splash because Frank Clark in the last three years in, in the NFL has 10 sacks, nine sacks, 10 sacks. That's pretty, pretty consistent. And he'll give you give us that edge rusher, especially at right defensive end, that we're sorely lacking. And if Anthony Barr has anything left, that would be a hell of a splash. Well, Simon, tell the people how they could probably bet on something like that. So the NFL and NCAA season are coming to an end, so take your pigskin knowledge to the bank with our partners at betdsi.com. Help you get started. They're offering double your money on your first deposit. So deposit now, start winning, and get $2,500 for free. So double your money from the get-go. When it comes to football, BetDSI has every wager you could ever want or imagine. If it's happening in sport, they'll have a line on it. The NFL, the NCAA, bowl season is coming very soon. NBA basketball, UFC, the Premier League, eSports, boxing at the weekend. Alpha and I obviously talked a lot about Wilder and Fury. So join today using promo code YARDS101. That's YARDS101 to get in the game Get in the action and get paid. Do not stand on the sidelines. Enjoy the game that much more when you bet with betdsi.com. Boom. Yeah, so I want to get into some news now. Uh, there was some stuff that came out yesterday, and, uh, and, and now it kind of got – it went into overdrive a little bit today. So yesterday, uh, a lot of people were kind of wondering how they should take it to find out that Xavier Howard has changed his agent and the new agent that he hired – is none other than Demarius Bilbo, um, not not the Hobbit, but the uh, the guy who got Jarvis Landry paid fifteen million dollars a year by the Cleveland Browns, and also caused a lot of consternation from Miami along the way because of various comments that he made to the press and, and his complaints about uh, about how Miami was handling it. I thought at times he came off very unprofessional in the way that he was speaking to the press about the situation. But anyway, he is now Xavier Howard's uh, new agent. And after seeing him get $15 million a year for Jarvis Landry, I would hire him as my agent too. I mean, I, I'm thinking about contacting the guy about maybe uh, negotiating for a new car if I, uh, if I need one of those or um, anything that I needed. He can negotiate with my wife for me over, uh, over, over dinner uh, this week, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, this, guy, this guy got Jarvis Landry a, a sweet deal. <laughs> So uh, you can't really blame Xavier Howard, but a lot of people were a little, um, I don't know, a little uh, wary about that. And then we'll get into some more about Xavier Howard. But first, I want to get your guys' reaction about Bilbo. First, let's go to Alf. Yeah, when, it, when, when the news broke, everybody, you saw it on Twitter, Dolphin Twitter, as it were, just took to the streets and, <laughs> and started saying, woe is me. Look who signed. He's going to take out his revenge from the Jarvis Landry contract and the negotiations out on the Miami Dolphins. And good Lord, we just lost Xavier Howard. It's not going to be that way, people. Okay. The Dolphins really did a half-assed 
effort at trying to keep Jarvis Landry. They basically gave a take it or leave it offer. It won't be that way this time around. They've identified, I've said it before on another podcast, they've identified two guys that they seem to think are cornerstone players, and that's Xavier Howard and Larry Mutunzel. Those guys, when they sit in a room with them and they sit in the room with Bilbo, it's not going to be a very drawn-out negotiation. It's going to be a number, and the Dolphins are essentially going to agree. They're probably going to make them the highest-paid corner in football. And if not, it'll be pretty damn close to it. Simon, do you foresee any problems whatsoever in re-signing Xavier Howard? No, not at all. I mean, I, I, I think the um, I think the Bilbo thing is kind of hilarious. It's just something for people to talk about. But uh, beyond that, I think it's nonsense. You know, who, uh, who cares? He's an agent. He's professional. I don't think he cares who he's dealing with. You know, he, his job is to get the most money possible for his client. And that's what he did for Jarvis Landry. And kudos to him for doing so. I don't think it's anything to do with... You know, every uh, individual case has got to be taken at its own merits. And um, I think it's been blown out of all proportion in the last few days. And um, I, I see no problems with Howard signing. I think they'll get that done. Okay. Well, the, there is another part to this news. Um, so, first, we found out yesterday that Xavier Howard had switched his agent uh, to Demarius Bilbo, a guy that, um, like I said, uh, was controversial to Dolphins fans but then we find out today based on his not practicing and some of Adam Gase's words that Xavier Howard may not be playing this week against the New England Patriots. Alf what have you heard about that or have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything about it. All I remember was that he got hurt during the Bills game and when the James Lofton and I forgot who was the lead announcer announced it my heart fell, and I, and I was thinking to myself, my God, it even got to one of our best future players this year. And I was just ready to just call a season and wondering if it's possible to just, you know, forfeit the rest of the season and make sure that nobody else got hurt. But then he came back in the same game and actually played well. Uh, you never really heard his name called again. And he was in on one breakup on a pass to Zay Jones. So he seemed to be fine, but I guess this week and how it usually happens is that, you know, on adrenaline, he can finish a quarter and I guess he took the day off, came back to practice. It swelled up on him and he has an issue for the meantime. And it doesn't sound like he's going to play Adam Gase all, but basically ruled him out. And we did pick up D Delaney from the former hurricane. Great. Uh, to, yeah, to fill out the, the the cornerbacks group. So, yeah, I do not see him. I don't think he's going to play. All those comments, none of those comments really showed any hope of him actually even practicing this week. And they used the dreaded week to week. They didn't say day to day. So They didn't even say that with Ryan Tannehill at first. Remember that? Yeah, no, they didn't. So, you know what week to week sounds like to me? Yeah, He's like really, me. really valuable. They want to give him a lot of money. And only, let's say, we run off two straight. And the playoffs look like a real possibility. Will he actually play this year? So I, I'm thinking that it might be a shutdown situation where if they lose this week, they might say, you know what? He's mm-hmm. really valuable to us. We're going to give him a lot of money mm-hmm. in the offseason. Why get him further hurt? I think his stock will go up as well. I mean, 
Yeah. I think if he doesn't play, it will. He come. went out on a high note, didn't he? Yeah, underline how in, you know indispensable he really is in terms of his ability because he is really, really good. Um, so uh, Bobby McCain thinks he's playing, but I suspect he doesn't play for. Wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play for the rest of the season, frankly. Um, if it, it, it does have that slight feel to it. You know, and he has been generally been brilliant. A little bit of a dip in mid-season, but bounce back. And he's a turnover machine. He gets his hands on the ball. He's got great, clearly got great hands, um, and he's really important. I just think him and Fitzpatrick are, you know, there's two, there's two really, really good players that we've got that you build around. But I don't, um, I wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play again this season. I think um, you you brought up the point that you know he's kind of his stock might go up because uh, and you know he's ending on a high note. Uh, mm. he's like sort of a George Casanza things thing here because um, he did he did have kind of a lull in the middle of the season and he's prone to that a little bit. I think he has stretches of absolutely brilliant games and then stretches where you know uh, when you're a guy that gets a lot of interceptions, then you can go a number of games without getting interceptions. That's the nature of the of the the play and of the stat. Um, and when he's not getting interceptions, sometimes he's letting up passes. Maybe he lets up a touchdown to you know uh, to New Hopkins or or um, or the Patriots. And the Patriots actually, it's interesting that it, we're playing because the Patriots did hit him up for a couple of touchdowns in um, in the first game and caught him just playing a little bit too confidently, a little too aggressively. And, um, and so some different, um, some different things that he wasn't really expecting got him. And so, you know, that if, if he would have played for four more games, you know, maybe it wouldn't be such a high note and maybe his price would come down a little bit, but, uh, but instead he's, he's out. I think what happened is probably he's got a knee injury and he's presented with the situation. Well, yeah, maybe you could go on playing with it or you could have this, you know, minor surgery to clean it up. And, and that would be the safer for, thing for you in the longer term. And he's coming up on contract time and he's like, you know, Hey, I need to, I need to start playing. And you know, no, nothing that either of us wouldn't also do. So I think that that's probably the situation that they're looking at and it's too bad. He's going to be gone. And it's this new England game, every single Week is a must win if you really believe that their hopes are still alive, which I think many of us don't. But it's a must win, and so not having them there, uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be hard. Well, speaking of must wins, it is Patriots Week. But first, these words. This week on the Five Reasons Podcast, we put out four new episodes with John Krasinski on the Jimmy Butler Miami Heat trade talks. There are people within the Wolves organization that think the Heat were as responsible for that falling apart as the Wolves were. With Tom Haberser on the NBA. I was introducing Eric Spolster, the coach of the Miami Heat, and I say, hey, Eric, this is uh, my boss, John. John, this is Eric. And Ira walks by and goes, oh, congrats on your new job, Tom. Another one? (laughs) What, next week? Next week you're going to have another one? With former Dolphins quarterback Sage Rosenfels on his post-playing political work. Well, after I retired, I counted how much money I had. I knew what my budget was, and at one point I realized I had few money, and I didn't give a what people thought about what my politics were. And on the Dolphins' win over the Jets. It is the worst offense in Dolphin history. They had guys named Dick Wood playing quarterback <laughs> before Greasy got here. Literally, his name is Dick Wood. Look it up. He's not, that's he don't, he, that's he's not, not true. Catch this and much more on the Five Reasons podcast available in the same places you're listening to this podcast.
Hey, this is Seth Levitt, and I am here with two-time Miami Dolphins team MVP. Seth, 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 man. They already know this is OJ McDuffie. Why don't you tell them what we're really here for? We're excited to join the crew at the Five Reasons Sports Network to bring you our new podcast, The Fish Tank, Dolphins Tales from the Deep. OJ, tell them what they can expect when they dive in. Yeah, Big Seth, we've got some of your favorite all-time Dolphin players in the tank sharing some of the best stories that you've never heard. So it looks like Sasquatch because he's <laughs> chasing me because you, you know Izzo with his clothes on. He's so hairy, that guy. <laughs> Wait, why are you looking so, at me like I know yeah. Lizzo with his no, clothes off? Seth with his clothes off. So make sure you find the fish tank on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or if you're one of those Android people, Google Play Music, or on several cross-platform apps, including Podbean and Stitcher. Thanks for diving in. This is the Five Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports on Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well but there needs to be a little bit more freedom and guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care they can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players if you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts reach out to us at number five reason sports on twitter to stay up to date with all of our shows enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe so Patriots in town this weekend, they always, I think, seven and nine in Miami over the last 16 seasons, which is pretty decent for us um, yes. in terms of, uh, and we are on the nine, they're on the seven. So uh, it's not been Tom, Gra- Tom Brady's happiest hunting ground. Obviously, we beat them last season on Monday night uh, with Howard's, uh, funnily enough, Howard's two big interceptions. And Jay Cutler's probably his best game for us last, uh, last year. Kind of doesn't feel, they feel like they're really rolling into shape. The offense looks great. Josh Gordon playing really well, Sony Michelle playing well, the offensive line playing well, defense seems to be on point. They haven't got a lot of injuries. Doesn't feel like a particularly good one for us this week, does it? Do and especially with Howard out, makes it even mm. even worse. Frankly, I, you know, I will get to predictions in a minute, but I do not see much happiness coming from this weekend, which ultimately I think rules us out of the playoffs, really and truly. Well, I'll give yeah. you another stat: Tom Brady in December on the road for his career is 25 and 2 against everybody else except the Miami Dolphins. Against the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, he is 1 and 5 in December. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, does it translate again this week? I don't know. I think you need an Xavier Howard. You need you need more than an Xavier Howard. You needed uh Danny Amendola to be healthy. You needed Jakeem Grant, you needed Albert Wilson. You needed all of those elements to really compete in this game because they will score points and we haven't shown the score enough let's say against a team like the new england patriots you know, he's, seven, he's 76 and 19 against afc opponents in his career and of those 19 losses 10 of them have come in miami yeah yeah <laughs> it's i mean on the one hand you're like well history if history is a guide he does struggle here and sometimes sometimes those things kind of feed 
feed off themselves a little bit um and it becomes a boogeyman and then uh and then he gets down here tom brady gets down here and it's it's like oh here we go again and that so that you do worry about that that happens in football a lot when guys believe that um that they're gonna win then you know they really they really uh it feeds on it feeds them energy and it, it it helps them uh helps them through the game and get momentum and stuff like that and when guys kind of think that are always waiting for the turn to where they end up losing the game somehow then then that happens too so you are you got to be cognizant of that but i just don't see it here because miami still hasn't proven still hasn't shown that they can on offense particularly handle an approach a patriots-like approach um to you know using using a little bit more dime defense using a little bit more a uh, quarter defense um and stuff like that because uh quarter defense being seven defensive backs um they still have i mean they they lost to detroit and and they were another team that that plays like that they lost to green bay who's another team that plays a lot of um a lot of dime and a lot of extra defensive backs uh, they couldn't really handle that defensive approach against New England before, against Detroit, against Green Bay, against really anybody that does that. And so, you know, why would you pick Miami here? Um, they've got a lot to prove. And I will say this, though, if, if Miami is going to do it, then how they're going to do it is they're going to have to commit to the run game and get big plays out of Kenyon Drake and, um, and, you know, kind of chain moving plays out of Frank Gore. And, uh, and they're also going to have to, I, I think uh, the new tight end that they, you know, newly minted, actually, he just uh, signed an extension, I believe Nick O'Leary uh, as a fullback out of the backfield could do some damage mm. against this defense. Um, you know, kind of from that position in that formation, you can kind of, get some spacing and lull some people to, to sleep, especially via play action. So, um, you know, if you get, if you kind of, if, if you're able to, to hold out on defense against Tom Brady and that offense, which itself is a big uh, question mark, if you're able to do that and kind of play like, you know, a, a slugging it out style of football, then a few extra plays to a guy like O'Leary could, help you make the difference a few plays by Kenyon Drake could make help you make the difference you know but some but a lot makes me question that a lot makes me question whether Adam Gase would show the commitment to uh to that approach whether we could execute it and uh and and handle the the Patriots style of defense particularly on third downs uh, I just don't see it happening well if we have one thing going for us in this game is that Gronk hasn't looked particularly healthy as of late and Sony Michelle has been, cut, you know, just came off of an injury. And that offensive line has not looked all that great the last few weeks. Tom Brady's been getting hit pretty often. Now, any win that we've had against Tom Brady the last five years, especially since we're 4-1 against him the last five years, has come with a great pass rush that has gotten in his face and has forced him to throw interceptions. There was a mm. great piece by The Athletic called uh, – which basically said that this is, uh, I forgot what they called it, but they called it Tom Brady's uh, House of Horrors, Hard Rock Stadium. And yeah. they charted all the interceptions he's thrown in his career in the fourth quarter. And oddly enough, he had thrown like 40% of them against Miami in Miami. 
So for whatever reason, this is a place where Tom Brady just comes to lose. And Tom Brady was actually asked about it today by the media, and he blamed it on the climate. He said that it's usually pretty hot down here. It gets pretty loose, and it plays into our hands, and that's why we're always competitive with him. So I don't know, but no, no, I, I don't think that. that this is the spot. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't buy it either. So, so there's, there has to be some reason why he just comes down here to lose all the time. But, well, like I said, it can be like self, sort of a self-fulfilling thing. I mean, once you once you notice it, then then it's hard not to notice it, and then you're you're in a slump uh, that way. Um, I think that that plays into it some, but uh, but otherwise, I mean, Miami has gr- some good players, right? I mean, still, and yeah. even if Xavier Howard is not going to play in the game, you got Rashad Jones in there, and you've got Cameron Wake in there, and you should never be all that surprised when players of that caliber. And we know that they are players of that caliber. And, and what we mean by that, it's like, listen, this is not a TJ McDonald. This is not a, even a Kiko Alonso or, or somebody like that. Those players have been elite players at different points in their career. And in fact, Cameron Wake is still a, an elite pass rusher right now. You can't act surprised when suddenly one of those guys or two of those guys rises up, takes over the game, and it's over. And, you know, it, it's over and you won somehow. You know, that's that's what happens when you have great players. So that could happen. I mean, that could absolutely happen. That, and that would have to be – to me, that's the way that it would happen too is, um, you know, you made a few plays on offense. Uh, you got some chains moving. The running backs mostly did the did, did the bulk of the work on offense, but you got some some big plays here and there. And then on defense, you know, Cameron Wake just destroyed Marcus Cannon, and um, and then uh, Rashad Jones picked off Tom Brady, and you know, made some sort of ridiculous play. I think they're going to hit. They've got so many receivers, though. I think Brady had either completely passed to nine or eleven different receivers. So everybody's healthy in that mm-hmm. receiving core. I think you know it's going to be difficult for us to Edelman's back and Hogan and Gronk, and I think you hit Dwayne Allen and Michelle and James White and Josh Gordon and uh, James Devlin, and it's just it's just never ending. I mean, we didn't play Edelman before. <laughs> no. no, exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's get predictions, guys. Alf, what you got? Okay. If we had Xavier Howard, I'd be really tempted to pick a win, but I won't. I'll just say that Ryan Tannehill will play his best game of the year and will be competitive in this game, but this time the Patriots find it within themselves to actually win in Miami, and I'll, I'll, I'd say that the Patriots win the game 27-24 on a late touchdown. Chris? I think that New England's coming in here probably looking to exercise a little bit of that demon. They're probably hearing all about it, how they, how Miami isn't a place that they win, and, and they seem a little bit extra motivated when they do that. As Simon said, they've got a full uh, complement of uh, weapons on offense. And Miami's defense, you know, none of us, neither, none of the three of us actually trust Miami's defense. So I'm going to say that the Patriots are going to win this game uh, 35 to 10, because I think that on offense, they're going to show up really motivated and stay and keep their foot on the gas. And then on defense, when they're facing our offense, I mean, listen, we saw the offensive performance last week. I mean, yeah, they scored the three touchdowns, but they could not get any yards. And I just, I don't trust either side of the ball. So I think it's going to be probably a shelling, a 35, 10 shelling. 
Yeah, I'm going 42-17 New England. I think it won't be close. Um, and it will be one of those unfortunate days where we're overmatched and the injuries just really kill us. And, you know, I just think, you, you know, Dee Delaney, the kid that we just picked up from off the street, is going to have to play. I don't see any way that he doesn't play. And you really don't want Dee Delaney covering, you know, Chris Hogan or Julian Edelman or, God forbid, Gronkowski or James White out the back. You know, I mean, White could catch... 20 passes on Kiko Alonso. I mean, and, and the way we can't have not been able to shut down the run, White and Sony Michelle could run up, you know, have a big day. So uh, I, I don't see any way that we, um, I don't see the weather, the, you know, anything. I think New England 42, Miami 17. Um, but maybe we'll be surprised, but I think it's unlikely. Well, that's depressing. Well, that is it. There is no more. The next time you hear from us, we'll have the result of this game, and hopefully they do surprise us. But till then. Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.